You guys can have a seat. So good morning, family. We, we come here this morning, every morning, every Sunday morning, we come here and we carry our circumstances and our weeks with us, and they're different. They, they range the gamut. But what one thing unites us, and that is the thing that brings us together, the love of God expressed through Jesus Christ, his Son, revealed in his word. And it's to this God, our Savior, uh, that we now look together. Because sometimes church defies our understanding in some senses. We understand the groups that are built around common interests. We understand clubs geared to one particular kind of group of people. But we look around our church, any church, hopefully, and we see people from different backgrounds. We see people who are holding down different kind of jobs. They have different hobbies. They hang out with different, in the different crowds of people. They have different family history. They have different political affiliations and on and on. But there's one thing that unites us, and that's Christ. Because church is a community that cannot be explained apart from Jesus Christ and him making it. That's the only explanation for why we would gather together on a Sunday morning, is that we believe in Jesus Christ as him, as our Savior and our Lord, and so we seek to worship him together as his body. This is not a group that's built around common interests. It's not a social group geared to one particular subsection of the population. This is a family brought together by our faith and life in Christ. And a community of people who know God cannot be considered a regular community. For how it's formed is different than other communities. How we love should be different than other communities. And how we expect God to move within this community is definitely different as we seek to honor him and live for him. So as already been mentioned, we're finishing a series that we've been going through in the month of January, which is called Healthy Church, Healthy Members, where we've been seeking to understand what is a healthy church and what are healthy members and how do those go together hand in hand. And as you've already noticed and has been noted, this is a little different, isn't it? We're facing each other. Uh, we're going to have every elder speak this morning. We're going to have teaching intermixed with songs. Uh, the center is going to be the Lord's table as we remember what unites us, our faith in Christ. And we're doing all of this because as we close this series, as we are really launching this year, we want to remember what makes us a church. And that is faith in Jesus Christ. So let's join, join me in prayer. Dear Father, thank you so much for who you are and how you love us. Lord, we thank you so much for this morning where we can worship you, honor you, come together as your family. We thank you for everything you've done for us, the blessings you pour out on us, the salvation that you've given us through Christ, and the life you have now called us to live, seeking to honor you in all things. Lord, we love you, seek you, we pray for this time, for the worship, for the, the, the um, diving into the teaching. In all these things, we honor you and focus our hearts and our minds on you. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to uh, the book of Acts, chapter 2. And if you don't, it'll be on the screen. But we're just going to read a passage here. And this is about the early church right after Pentecost, when the really this early church is forming. This, this describes them in some detail. 
And so starting in verse 42, it says this of Acts chapter 2. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor of all the people. And the Lord added to the number day by day those who were being saved. When I read this passage, something really stands out to me, and that is this concept that they devoted themselves to certain things, which leads me to say, be devoted. The early church was devoted to following Christ and each other in these expressions, and I believe that we're supposed to be devoted as well and devoted to the same things and in the same manner. Be devoted. And when you look at this text, we see that the early church was devoted to what? The, the apostles' teachings, the, uh, the fellowship, the, the breaking of bread and the prayers. And when you break this down, you see this kind of full-orbed relationship they had with each other and with Christ. That they were devoted to the apostles' teachings. They wanted correct belief about God. A belief about God has been handed down to them, to them from the people who walked with Christ, and so they sought to be devoted to the teachings of the apostles. And they wanted to be devoted to the fellowship, the local gathering of the church, of God's people. They were devoted together, a true community living together. And they were devoted to the breaking of bread, which means that they were sharing meals with each other. It wasn't that they just gathered one time a week, but they were in each other's homes, in each other's lives, and they were seeking to love each other and share their life with each other as well. And then they were devoted to the prayers. As they had been taught to pray, so they sought to pray for each other, to God, for the needs they had, but also for the mission of God to be fulfilled as they were seeking to share the love and truth of Jesus Christ. Be devoted, and we should be devoted to the same things. Here at River Valley, we're devoted to the apostles' teachings that we have the word of God in the Bible, and so we're devoted to sharing this truth of who God is through his word. We're devoted to the fellowship that we want to be devoted to get together to this gathering that we love each other and seek to love each other as well as we can. And we're devoted to the breaking of bread that we want to love each other outside of these walls. That Sunday flows into Monday and then beyond. And that we're devoted to the prayers that we seek to honor God in all that we do by lifting him up through prayers, lifting up our circumstances and everything that we're going through, we pray to God. And I love when we see this passage, we see results that happened in this early church. You see all these results that they have this intense community that this seems to become more intense as they were devoted together. We see them worshiping together. We see they had glad and generous hearts. We see them praising God. We see them having favor with the people. People actually noticed something was different about them and they liked it. And then we see they were growing as God added to their numbers. This is not a formula or a recipe that we follow just to achieve some results, but we do believe that if we honor God and what we're devoted to, God takes care of the rest. And so we seek to honor him in all these things by being devoted to God, and we trust that God's going to intensify this community, he's going to be, uh, bring praise out of our hearts, and that he's going to bring the people into our, our gathering that need to be here as we seek to honor God in all the things we do. 
And so that's going to be the focus of the reminder, remainder of our time. We'll be worshiping together through song. We'll be le- learning together as we seek to uh, examine and think about what it means to be a healthy member of River Valley Community Church. So let's continue worship. Good morning. Can't tell you how glad I am to be here. Uh, For those of you that may not know, we've been on a little month-long absence, and it's been uh, it's been hard. It's uh, I understand. I have preached attendance at church. for many years now, and, and now I really understand. <laughs> uh, you start, it was no time at all before I started feeling disconnected, and, and uh, so you really need this. I need this. We all need this. Uh, I can't thank you enough for all the ones. I know that you've been praying for us and for Gina's recovery, and we appreciate that. Uh, we covet your prayers. Okay, uh, we have four talking points. I have one. Uh, I've generously been given uh, five minutes uh, to uh, expound on the importance of church uh, unity, which is like a Navy flight instructor getting his guys there, his new guys, and saying, okay, we're going to take five minutes, and I'm going to show you how to fly this F-16, okay? (laughs) So... uh, so, here, so that being said, let's go at uh, mock speed, all right? Uh, as usual, I lean on Scripture heavily uh, because I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. And so actually the Word of God says it far better than I ever could. So let's look at a couple of Scriptures real quick, and then we're going to uh, just uh, agree on a couple of things at the end. First thing I want to look at is Luke uh, 17, or I'm sorry, Luke 11, verse 17. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and a house divided against itself will fall. Uh, Let's look at another scripture in Galatians 5 and 15. Uh, Where are we here? Wow. Wow. That's hard to read right there. Lane? <laughs> uh, Bill's going timeout. Here we go, Galatians 5.15. If you, if you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So that's one side of the coin. Uh, Let's look at a couple of on the other side in Psalms uh, 133.1. Uh, David says how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. The difference between pulling all together and pulling against one another makes all the difference in the world. Let's look quickly look at one scripture uh, in Ephesians chapter 4. Let's read uh, 1 through 6. As a prisoner for the Lord, this is Paul, and uh, 
Ephesians, writing the, the church in Ephesus. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. So what are the earmarks of some of this life? What are the earmarks of this calling? Uh, he said, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. And so you say, well, how can you do that? Uh, you've got all these different people with all these different personalities, with all these different backgrounds with, uh, that have taken all the different routes and, and have been through all the different life experiences to bring us all to this one place. So how can we possibly have everybody in unity at one time all the time? How can that happen? He tells us, and it is the uh, centerpiece of what makes this church or any church. Uh, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and the Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. The way we maintain unity in the church is to be humble, to not think too highly of ourselves, to be gentle, to not be rash, to not be flamed with passion, except for Jesus Christ, but to maintain that peace that comes with bearing with one another. Any of us, uh, how, many we, how many married folks we got in the room? How many of you know that over the years that sometimes there's got to be a little give and take? There's got to be a little bearing with one another. I know my wife has to bear with me on a regular basis. And so the way that you do that is you bear with each other. We bear with, with people that, that uh, maybe have a different idea from us, who maybe have a different background than us, who may not be at the level of maturity that we're at, uh, or may be far ahead of the maturity that we're at. And so we do that by bearing with one another to preserve the unity, but the bottom line is, is this all about God? One faith, one hope, one calling, one God, through all and in all. Jesus Christ reigning supreme in our lives, and that's how you maintain unity in the church, knowing and leaning on not what separates us, but what holds us together, what we have in common, which is the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, one last thought. Uh, well, maybe two. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, in, in, uh, there's an interesting little story in Genesis 11 uh, about a bunch of folks getting together and deciding to do something. And, uh, and God says, wow, they all speak the same language. And uh, they're all together on this thing. And if, if, uh, if they decide to do this, 
There's nothing that will be impossible for them. Uh, read that story sometime. The second thing, uh, I'd like you to commit to something. Uh, this is just a little thing that another pastor told me one time, told us one time long ago. But the next time that somebody, anybody, walks up to you and says, Ali, you know what that Bruce Sears did? Can you believe he said that? Can you believe he did that? Can you believe he acted that way? Stop them mid, mid-sentence. Say, uh, uh, hold on just a minute. Grab somebody walking by and say, let's pray for Bruce real quick. Father, we just pray. We just lift Bruce up. We just pray, Lord, that he would make better decisions. That he Don't bite and devour one another. Don't gossip about one another. Pray for one another. Let the Spirit of God come over you and say, I will maintain, I will protect the unity of the church. Amen?